everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 480. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. So how is everybody doing tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Meh. Okay, I guess. I'm alive. That's all I can ask for. <laughs> I know, right? Hold on. I have to adjust the volumes on the new mixer that I went out and ordered because the focus right Scarlet wasn't doing as it was supposed to, so I could properly hear y'all and to make sure that everybody else can. So we should be good. Apparently, yes, it was very I'm nice echoing. having music. Say what? Apparently, I am echoing. Oh, Jesus. Let us not have that problem again. That's really weird, because we've never, like, we, we went through and we tried to fix the audio, and apparently last week it was doing perfectly, mm -hmm. and now, apparently, I echo. <laughs> But I don't think Mako-chan is echoing, so... I don't know. They didn't say anything about me. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know anymore. I mean, yes, I am good with technology, but I guess when it comes down to audio, my skills aren't what they used to be anymore, so I honestly do not know. It's fine. We'll work through it. Um, I'm sure that it's something like we had last time where it'll just disappear halfway through and we'll be like, what the hell just happened? But let's let's go on. Let's do some happier things. All right. Hold on. Now I'm being told that you're both are echoing. So I, 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 I'm at a loss here, really. Alright, I'm adjusting volume. I'm adjusting things on the on the slot. Alright, according to C the Berry, it's a slight echo, so it's not as distracting, so <laughs> So I'm going to adjust volumes here and make sure everything is good. So there we go. Alright, done. Because I can tell you this now. I know that the, the that the mixer is working, because when I ran the um the voice mod software I got zero feedback, so that's gotta be that's gotta count for something. Mm, I guess we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, if that's working, I'm going to put the voice mod back on for next week's show, which is our final show of the year, and I'll get into that uh, briefly. So you know, <sighs> man, man, man. And to think, I just updated Windows on this machine. Well. During the break, I think it's time for a fresh, a clean install, and you start setting things back up the way it should be, you know. At least this time it won't be a wing and a prayer, so. That's true, and I know with the new OBS download that uh, they've been having a lot of issues with the 2.6.1.7 version or whatever it is, so I mm -hmm. wouldn't be surprised. But yes, in our chat, Higimura, time has flown indeed. Yeah, but also the thing about 
that if, if OBS Studio is having that glitch, so will Streamlabs, because remember, it's both the same software. So, and I plan to get to move back to OBS Studio, you know, and be like, l l let's make this work. So, anywho, uh, we are live this this week, week of December 15, 2020, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And we're also proud to be a part of the Voice of Geeks Network. You can find them at vognetwork.com, as well as Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. They kick things off on Sundays with the Bobby Blackwell Show starting at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here on this little bit of snippet? Oh, yes. And don't forget, we have a Discord. So come by and hang out with us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show as part of Voice Geeks Network has their own channel. So come by, hang out, and have a good time. Oh, Ichigo. Uh, Black Wolf is one word, not two. My bad. I'm so, just trying to put in some good... No, Some good captions for it, our lovely listeners. It's all good. We I'll just we just gave Bobby a middle name. That's all. <laughs> and um, Ari is off tonight. He's I think he's working overnight, so you know he can't be here. So, got to make that money, and I personally don't blame him. Hmm. So, anywho. We're going to follow up with how was your week? How was your day? Mako-chan. Um, yeah, the, I haven't really done anything. Uh, I, I did have to do a little bit of extra shopping because I have the apartment to myself for two weeks. Right. Um, my cousin decided that since she was uh, out on workers comp, that she would basically go and spend the holiday with her parents. So, yeah, I, I have the house to myself until really, really close to New Year's. Mm. And it's just me and Damien. I don't even have Callie. So <laughs> it's, nice. it's, it's, it's very interesting. It hasn't been like Damien hasn't had a cat or hasn't not had a cat around for quite a while. Right. And he doesn't handle it very well. Mm. Well, at least this time he won't bite you up for leaving him at, at, while you have to work. He'll just yell at you all day. Oh, yeah. Every time I come in the door, he's screaming at me. That's what I was saying in chat earlier, where there's only two settings on a cat. They're either scream or purr, 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 pet me, love me. And yeah, he's he's <laughs> he is currently laid out in the very center of my bed, staring at me and purring. Um, he did attempt to rabbit kick my hand again earlier, but considering I have I still have scratches from last week and him rabbit kicking my hand, I did not allow that one to happen this week. Good call. Yeah, that's that's what I was figuring. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I've uh, been doing the normal crap. Reading, writing, um, watching people play uh, games on Twitch. Uh, that's it. I, I actually don't do anything. So this is life in COVID times. 
Anyway, who's next? I believe Ichigo is up next. Yes, so exciting. Height of luxury, my lifestyle. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty on par with Mako. Um, I have been at home. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. It's, um, I, uh, I came back to Twitch today um to stream this afternoon only to find that um my laptop has been having problems with its bluetooth drivers meaning that it doesn't recognize that uh it has a bluetooth drive it has a bluetooth capability so that's always super fun um and so i had to deal with that today and i'm probably gonna have to figure out what is wrong with it because it has a bluetooth receiver it is perfectly fine but for some reason it is being a little spicy so um <laughs> i will be working on that uh other than that though really yeah a lot of it is just sewing and getting a lot of client work done um a client came and picked up their garment that i upcycled for them and they were really happy with it so that makes me happy um and in general yeah it's just a matter of of catching up on work and not shipping anything because God forbid. Um, so it's, yeah, it's basically been not shipping anything, not hoping that anything gets to me before the end of the year and uh, in general, just existing. So uh, emotes hype in the chat. If you're just existing, yay. I'm greatly amused by that. Alright, so my weekend day has been quite interesting. I left the state of New York for about for about four days. That's what I did. I got on a plane and went to South Carolina for a few days, so... Now, before you begin and try to lynch me here about traveling during a quarantine, which I will be blogging about on my website soon, as my thing is this, it's okay to travel as long as you follow social distancing guidelines of where you're going and how long you have to be there and so forth. And then when you come back, you stay home for two weeks. So I went to visit a friend I hadn't seen since AWA 2012. So, you know, we hung out for, for a few days. And, you know, it was just basically her playing WoW and me on her TV playing my Switch. Just chilling, you know, no, nothing too fancy. And that's basically what it was. Let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I was supposed to be down there for five days. But I made the mistake to fly out of Newark Airport. I got to the airport with an hour to spare. And I still miss getting on the flight by one minute because they closed the door. Evidently, at Newark Airport, you can have a long line going around the corner and not ha and only have like two systems set up for pe for for you know for security check instead of all three being up and running like it's supposed to. But you know, and what really sucks is that uh, at the top currently JetBlue only had like one flight a day going out, and it's like actually I have like two different airports, but. I ended up having to book me on the 10 o'clock flight out on Friday. So I was like, okay, fine. So 
And I didn't even get that much sleep Thursday night because my body's like, yeah, if you fall asleep to a deep sleep, you're going to miss your flight. So I think I got a total of about an hour's sleep that night. And then just, I just watched anime all night till it was time for me to shower and grab my stuff and go. So, which I did. And being done, it was fun. It was good. It just felt good to get away from everything for the most part. But what was interesting was the fact that we were, we were basically across the street from a haunted plantation. And from what my friend had told me, HBO was down there months ago filming or something. So I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds kind of cool. So it is what it is. So, And that basically has been my week and day. Okay, um, we're going to go ahead with a little bit of housekeeping here. If the ticker will go, great. All right, don't forget, uh, me and Under the Pale are here every Friday from 9 to 11 with uh, Super Grosner Brothers. It's just us. Just chatting, basically, talking about stuff within the fandom and outside of the fandom, real life things, you know, changing stories back and forth. So come through, check it out. You might like it. And um, don't forget, we also have uh, Dark Soccer's blog, GenXGeek.com. So think about, it's basically a blog about geek stuff from a Gen Xer's point of view, and it's, we don't get enough love out there because sometimes we kind of get caught, we get caught in the chaos, so, you know. It is what it is. So definitely swing by and definitely check out genxgeek.com. All right. Uh, next part of the show is uh, Geek Roundtable. Uh, this is a part of the show where we talk about some kind of geeky stuff that we didn't do in our weekend day. So share off stuff, cool things like that. Uh, I'm going to let Mako-chan Ichigo go and then I'll go. While they're going, I'm going to fiddle around with the controls and make sure the audio is playing the way it should. Okay. Um, yeah. So this week, as I said last week, I am going to show off. Uh, I guess my more holiday spirited thing and what uh, a holiday for me would not be complete without Jack Skellington. Um, but he is wearing a Santa hat, so it counts. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, but yeah, um, I. Nightmare Before Christmas is definitely one of my favorite movies, just because it's so damn twisted, I guess. So I, I do have a small collection of uh, Jack figures and things. So this was one of the Hallmark uh, little ornament things. And again, it is Jack in a Santa hat. Sounds good. Um, I guess for my geeky thing, um, if any of you guys joined earlier on the stream, um, I've been inheriting a lot of um, stuff from my grandmother, um, and a lot of that has to do with sewing materials and accessories and stuff like that, and this afternoon we worked together in our lovely chat um, on a candle wicking project which um, is embroidery. So we were doing some hand embroidery this afternoon. Um, and that was kind of my cool geeky thing that I've inherited. Um, and then uh, other stuff, I guess, geeky wise, I have been playing Among Us way too much and um, I need an AA meeting for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and 
in general, uh, oh, I also caught up on uh, Jingle Jangle, which I actually very much enjoyed. And I finally finished Lovecraft Country and started Erased. So if anybody has been partaking in any of those three things, I'm very excited to talk about it. I loved the steampunk Victorian, hyper-Victorian um, costuming and stuff like that of the Jingle Jangle movie. And um, yes, please, steampunk accessories all up in my hair. I, I can totally go for it. it. It's funny, you know, from, from my view on Facebook, you know, everyone's talking about this is an amazing black Christmas film and you y'all know how I feel about when you when you label things like that, you know. But I'm like, well, I'll get around to watching it when I will. Um one sites I one Facebook page that I follow, Steampunk, actually talked about the steampunk aesthetics of the film and I was like, Oh, okay, you know, I'm perfectly okay with that. And what was interesting was I remember somebody posting about, you know, you need to spread the word of Jingle Jangle. Netflix has a thing about not advertising black films and stuff like that or marginalized films. So we need to spread the word. I don't think people realize is that when Netflix releases a movie, they don't talk about it. It doesn't matter who. They will put a trailer for the film on their Twitter and their Facebook and they will discuss a couple of titles in a newsletter, and that's it. They treat everything equal across the board. So, you know, it is what it is. Well, I know they have the same... I mean, like, I know that they had advertisements on YouTube for it. That's how I found out about it. Mm. And I know that word of mouth was very big for that. But I think they also had the same problem with um, Prom, I guess, is the Prom or whatever, the movie that just came out is the musical, the big musical they just produced with Nicole Kidman and all that. I, isn't um I isn't what's his name from the late late show on there James Corden? Yeah, James Corden's <sighs> on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I so mistook like, I mistook him for some other actor, and my friend was like, "No, oh, that's yeah. James Corden." I'm like, "Motherfucker!" Yeah, yeah. I was so like I the promotion for their new content. Yes, thank you, Bonds, in the chat. Yes, it, it is the same across the board. Um. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited for them to be supporting a lot of this kind of these kind of projects and stuff like that. But I definitely do see it is it isn't that they belittle a certain type of creator, and I'm sure that there are certain rare cases that they do. Right. But recently, it's just that a lot of their new work gets the same treatment. Yes, they'll mm -hmm. do the bare minimum, but that's because they also know that they have you. You're a captive audience. Who else are you going to stream from? Like, It's more like this. They'll put it out there. Let the fans be like, oh, this is a great... Let them spread the word yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, you know. But I'm glad that it's getting recognized as a very steampunk forward movie. I thought it was really, really cool. I appreciate their use in the costumes of a lot of varied... Um, african continental cloths because they didn't mm -hmm. just use like specific things they had dutch wax prints on there they had the different variations of different cultural textiles that were used so it wasn't just one you know country being represented it was really really cool um but to me i i i want to say while that was a very heavy message in the costuming and stuff that wasn't like the the focus of the movie i appreciated the acting i appreciated the storyline and i appreciated the fact that it had a very strong voice 
for the movie that it was. Okay, good. Um, good. Yeah, but that's 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 what I nerded out about. I I really loved the costumes. Honestly, I think the costume work was like amazing. So. Nice. Okay, so. Uh, I've been I've been getting back into more anime. My friend Darcy, some of y'all know her as Pocky Princess Darcy, amazing cosplayer. Check out her stuff on on the interwebs. Um, her and a bunch of other people, we have like weekly group chats or whatever. And she mentioned an anime which came across my feed once before that I should check out and watch called D Four DJ, and. I'll tell you this. If you are a fan of K-On, Love Live, Bang Dream, and including Hypnosis Mike, D4DJ is right up your alley. The first episode, I felt like I wanted to get up and play play either DDR, DJ Hero, or Beat Mania. For the record, I still have my DDR pad. My Beat Mania controller is in the closet, but unfortunately when I moved here, I left both of my DJ Hero controllers in the giant store, in the giant entertainment center. So I will probably eventually go out and buy another DJ Hero control turntable controller just because. So, you know. Yes. And yes, Bob Coffee. D4 DJ. Another one-of-a-kind Aunt Kidani and Bushiro's plot to steal your wallet. So... Basically, for the most part, yeah. And I do find it amusing that two of the characters' design styles remind me of of Nozomi and Nico. But other than that, it's good. I've noticed that there's a lot more 3D animation in this series. But the way it is, it's like you can kind of tell. But at the same time, it just flows so well with it. So I'm perfectly okay with that. So I will probably be finishing that up sometime this week. Look at the Seiyuu cast. Okay, I'm going to do that. Now, we always have the battle of the waifus, like whose waifu is better and so forth. For some people, it's husbandos. Me, it's waifus. And you, you all already know, uh, best waifu is Sailor Venus, followed by Nozomi, then Yohane. And then my fourth favorite waifu is... Rem from ReZero. So I end up buying another um, figure off of Otaku Mode, which showed up last week. If you remember, I had like two, I had like a big old box. I was shaking it and I was asking y'all, um, you know, which one should I open up? So it was this. So I actually took it out, took a picture and sent it to my friend, um, Rose Senpai cosplay because she's a big Rem fan, so I'm like, yes. And now she has it on her wish list for her fans to buy it for her. I'm just like, you do what you gotta do. So, so that I'm kind of hype ha happy about that. I just actually need to sit down and update my my display case of these figurines because yes, in a way, I'm running out of space, but at the same time, I have more st like risers to put together. So, there's that. And I also figured out the echoing, and I fixed it. And if that's the case, I'm going to test out the old um, mixer. And if that's the case, if the old mixer is still working, I will be sending this one back. If not, this is staying. Now, I just, I just like, I wonder... 
Okay, so for those of y'all who stream, there's a little section where it says mixer and you have all your inputs and your outputs. When I was using voice mod, I just had one output going and it was handling everything. So I think when voice mod broke and I just took it off and flipped back around, I think I've been using voice mod for so long I forgot the proper settings. So I had the output for speakers and the input for microphone, which was causing the echoing. I just happened to figure out, I'm like, let me uh, let me mute the speakers. I had the speakers muted for the last 10 minutes. Nobody's complaining about an echo, so we're golden. I will be doing a test on this uh, later tonight or tomorrow. So we are golden with the stream, so woohoo! And now that we got that out the way, let's get into tonight's topics. Ah. Uh, Mako-chan, can you please tell us why the ex-Gynex president is going to jail? Please explain that one to me. Uh, yeah, so, um, yay for sexual harassment. Wait, go get the panda. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was revealed that the former Gynex president, Maki Tomohiro... He was arrested last December for quote-unquote semi-forced indecent assault against a woman in her late teens. Um, he, had, he has formally been sentenced to two years and six months of prison time by the Tokyo District Court. He was the current president at the time of his arrest, mm -hmm. but stepped down December 27th, handing the reins over to the people associated with Studio Trigger, uh, Studio Kara Trigger, and uh, Karakawa. So, uh, yeah, the term semi forced is a legal term in Japan that refers to being in a position unable to resist due to various circumstances, such as being unconscious or threatened. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, not for nothing, but a lot of countries take that crap a hell of a lot more seriously than, you know, here. Mm, I know. So, yeah, so basically, um, he assaulted a teen... And she reported it, and they believed her. Good, good. And, yeah, so um, he ended up, uh, they finally got through with uh, the whole uh, court thing. And, uh, yeah, he was formally sentenced just this past week. Mm. I'm glad that they did their due diligence with it but i don't like how they belittled the whole case by saying she was in her late teens like somehow that would not make it as icky as it is like yes she was in her late teens she was in her young adultness like what what like how is that even relevant to the article but i'm glad that they they persecuted him my goodness same same i'm a same I just like that they actually have attempted to keep her identity to herself. That's good. So she's not dragged through everything that is going on. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think the issue is that while she is an older teen, she's still a student. Right. And I think that had a part of it. Because she was she was a student at a voice acting school. Yeah, yeah, I, I and, totally uh, get that. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, it's nice to actually see a story like this where the person that is doing the icky, icky things actually gets, uh, you know, jailed for doing those icky, icky things. And I, I agree with one of our chatters, um, honestly, in cases like this, the victim's name shouldn't be used or revealed. And I, I completely agree with that. It's it's one of those cases, too, where, like, so many of these court cases dox the victims, and you're just like, um, I don't know if you know this, but they're going through a lot of these cases of their lives, and you doxing them does not help. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no reason for a name to come out. I mean, the only reason why anybody gave a crap about the person that did it is because he was, you know, the ex-president of a very large anime studio. You know, in a way, but, this kind of reminds me of like the bombing that happened like in New Zealand about a year ago when all that went down. They actually hid like the like the person's name who was accused. And they basically saying we're not giving that person any type of like promotion or fame or anything like that. Nobody needs to know. Just understand that we caught the person and he will be handled as per the law. Which is good. I yep. mean, I, I, I watch all of these stupid, um, like serial killer TV series and crap like that. Yes, you and... do. You sit there and you watch them with, with your tea and your scones. Well, that's besides the point. But, like, all of these series, they go into the whole um, psychology of the serial killers. And arsonists in general really, you know, the, the, their big thing is that they, they want the recognition. Um, most arsonists will actually stay on scene afterwards to watch everything that's going on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we're, so, we're going to talk a little bit about the one that we actually covered on this show in the future. But, yep. yeah, no, it's notoriety. Notoriety oh, yeah. and the mm -hmm. attention. Um, yeah. So it, it, it works out better for, you know, the police not to release the names and for, uh, you know, uh, reporters not to release the names because in a lot of these cases, you're giving them exactly what they want. You're making them famous. And you really, really shouldn't be. Exactly. Are we looking at a sponsorship deal with icebreakers, Ramo? What's that? No, I, I decided to crack it open and have one. And I'm probably figuring... They're hearing me oh, pulling the packaging off, so I'm like, let me just show what I just put in oh, my mouth. Oh, you're like, mm, mm, breath mint ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> don't have give the, me... You don't, gotta tap do, the packaging, Ronma. You've gotta whisper and be like, minty fresh, into the microphone yeah. and shit. Don't, <laughs> don't, 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 do not you give me, do not give me any ideas, because I will do a live stream of me just sitting here with the container just tapping it, you know, and just be like, 
literally, uh, Ranma, for my bits, for my bits, you should make an A, read the article in ASMR, or like. Who, you or me? Yeah, no, or like, just as a hype points, I guess for me, because I don't have yeah. one yet. If you guys are into that, of me reading the articles that I get in ASMR, um. <laughs> <laughs> and in, yeah. and in our chat room at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam session, Kuro Hikari Chan says, "LOL, Ranma isn't capable of ASMR." <laughs> this, is, this is all I have to say about that. Okay. Oh my gosh! No, that's all I have to say about that. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> all right. Um, now that the tea is very hot, however, uh, uh, I think Ranma actually has our next article, so that didn't help, Mako Chan. <laughs> well, I'm. You missed it last week. I completely went off on him. Uh, oh no! The these redeems I'm just using to be a sarcastic bitch, and I don't expect him to be silent because if he is silent and I'm the one that has to speak over him, um, mm. it, it's not gonna be a very fun time for him or the listeners. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, do we just, like, knock on wood or say his name? I, I don't know how the rule works here for, like... Well, he's not Beetlejuice. You don't have to say his name three times. <laughs> chat, chat, say Ranma three times, and maybe he'll get his voice back. <laughs> well, we can pretend he's a fairy and clap. Oh. Oh, no, he's he's actually timing himself for this. 20 seconds, oh my this god. This is what he did last okay, well. week. He actually started timing himself, and then I just completely <laughs> bitched at him and didn't stop talking until he oh finally god. broke and started talking because this is stupid and really, really bad radio, Ranma. Okay, all right. Maybe I'll adjust it for 30 seconds, okay? Oh my god. Um, well, let's go from something a little dark to maybe something a little lighter hearted. Yes, definitely. And before we get into that, I just saw something that went across the crawl. We are getting a fourth Love Live series. And I don't know what to think about that. I absolutely I do not know what to think. Yes, Love Live Superstar. Okay. I saw it come across a crawl. I'm like, no, that can't be right. I just Googled it, okay? We're getting it spring of 2021 I'm, or something like that. I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't know what to think of this. Unless it is all of the, unless it is the past three seasons series of Love Live coming together. It's not. Then they need to stop. How many anime can they make? Of a team of girls trying to save their school. Actually, the third season has nothing to do with them saving the school. Well, see, then they're just completely wrong. This one, they're all in the, the third the third series. They're individual idols. That's what they are. And we have in our chat mm -hmm. uh, um, some lovely fans. Uh, by back, mm -hmm. superstar has been in the planning for a while. It's not it's new gen i think they're talking about the storyline yeah. and uh that uh, i guess that series didn't have anything to do with it and then that nijigasaki is a brush breath of fresh air it kind um, of is because in nijigasaki 
they're kind of discussing more of the interior of what it of actually running an idol club and so forth. You know, it's more it's more the technical aspects, which I do like, and the fact that each episode up until like episode nine, each girl had their own solo song. You know, it's it's that flavor, Mako. It's it's so you know in Japan how idol culture has such a bigger following than it does in the states. Um, and I know that there are still huge fandoms for the idol kind of culture and stuff like that. So I'm not surprised that this is going to keep going. To me, it's kind of like the Precure series <laughs> where there were multiple renditions of the Precure characters. Like, obviously, you know, Cure Cream and Cure Black and Cure White, you know, you're going to have all these different variations on a similar storyline it might be different aspects of that same storyline but if they can make money on it then they're if, gonna do that if, if, like if, bread if, and butter if not series. if it if not precure super sentai super sentai common rider series mm -hmm. mobile suit yeah any uh fighting series like naruto I mean, you're gonna have these don't bread. They're bread proof and butter. to my argument. Don't <laughs> proof against my argument. <laughs> Love Life just needs to end already. If they're oh going to continue, they they might like. And I I, I believe this with a lot of these series. No, if they're I gonna completely too. change I, everything, you know, then they need to change the damn name of it. It's you not know? flavor. It's not your cup of tea, and that is perfectly <laughs> fine. Liked the first two series for Love Live. It's just, I it needs to be different, and it's not. It's like Final Fantasy. Why do they call it Final Fantasy? When I don't know. I make that joke too. It's never ending. Okay, I can explain why they call it Final Fantasy. Long story short, every know why they call it Final Fantasy. Well, excuse I'm me, princess. A point. Hydration is the hydration uh bonus up. I, yeah, it's out of stock. Why is it? Why is what? Of you. The point. No. Things need to have originality, and <laughs> when you're being original, you're being very, very, very wrong. This is why we put Mako in front of some lovely, lovely Supernatural or and Doctor Who or Harry Potter mashup fan fictions, and we let her have her lovely little corner. Mm-hmm. Because if you yeah. don't, she'll turn into Mandy and kill every single one of us. I want to go back to my corner time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to some fun uh, girl power hockey right. uh, info. Two things. Number one, Santa Berry makes a valid point. I mean, we let Ryan Murphy keep making American Horror Story when he's done seasons that are only tangentially horror. Point. And number two, this hockey anime I'm going to watch, it reminds me of the Mighty Ducks. And, and y'all know I am a big fan of the Mighty Ducks. Don't get me started on American Horror Story. Save that for another podcast. Just save it for the garbage. Mm. And we'll save Mako and Ichigo talking about this stuff for like After Dark or something or like yeah. Anyway, coming coming uh, soon. The girls of the anime, anime jam session. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> so we're getting a new anime series starting in fall of 2021 called Project Pure Ore or Pride of Orange. 
there was a press conference in regards to this um, last week, December 11th. It's a going to be a large-scale project that's going to be developed through various media companies with Cyber Agent Group and DMM Games. The anime series we will see between October and December of next year, and the game will be released sometime next year, too. I'm kind of hoping it's going to be like an actual hockey game, but it might just be another gotcha-style game. We'll see. I would like an actual hockey game. Me, too. The TV anime story centers around centers on Dream Monkeys, a girls' ice hockey team based in Nikko City, Tojiki Prefecture, and its members who aim to reach the top of the world. Manaka Mizusawa, a junior high school student living in the city, her younger sister Ayaka, and her childhood friends Karuruko and Mami come to the door of a trial class held by the team. After practice, everyone is completely fascinated by ice hockey. Eventually, they were invited by the coach Yoko to become official members of the team. Through practice games and training camps, everyone grows and the team becomes one. With the slogan, connect the puck with the bond of the heart. Dream Monkeys head into the tournament. That's going to be pretty awesome. And I hope this series gets a following just like Haikyuu and, uh, and Yawamushi Pedal and other sports anime, you know? I feel like if it has a very similar feeling to Princess Nine, which I, I know oh, yeah. I'm dating myself right now, oh, yeah, but like that. that girl baseball anime mm-hmm, that was super mm-hmm. huge in the early 90s, like I loved that. I played baseball and softball as a kid, so Princess Nine was exactly in my wheelhouse. So I hope just, it gets a large so, just, like just, that. just so you know, I'm picturing you wearing one of those Rockville Peaches uh, uniforms from A League of Their Own, which is one of my favorite films. I like that style. I I was a tomboy growing up, so I definitely would have rocked a a vintage baseball outfit like that. No, it has nothing to do with the fact that you're a tomboy. I can just see you throw, pitching that ball and then maybe cracking the bat up against somebody, you know? Oh, my God. So you see me as a baseball Yakuza. All right, I got it. Okay. (laughs) And and then Mako Chan is wearing you know just standing there just smirking and chewing and chewing her big league chew like yeah I knew that was gonna happen. And as Bob Coffee says, Princess Nine was legit AF. I wonder it if it's was. On, I wonder it's if it's on any the... streaming services. Uh, it probably is. I mean, it's, it's, oh my God, it's vintage enough. Oh my God. It might be on Retro it, Crush because they've been showing a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, it could be on Crunchyroll. I mean, it wouldn't. I no, wouldn't no, I said, if... and I said Retro Crush, not Crunchyroll. Oh, retro Crush. Yeah, I they, don't know if they, I've heard of that one yet. It's a new one. They've been showing a lot of old school anime titles on there. I, I think had, the license lapsed. ADV had it. I, ADV. Um, I actually thought uh, C- CPM had it, but you know. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. But yeah, if you haven't checked, if you haven't checked out Princess Nine, and you want other really awesome girl power mm-hmm. sports anime, definitely check it out. And uh, Santa Beer just confirmed Retro Crush is not showing oh, it. Oh, that's so sad. But you it, know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you could find it online. Tr- trust me, there are sites where you can find it. But I will say this: if you have Pluto TV, there's now a dedicated One Piece channel. Ooh. I- I mean, there are 900 episodes, so that shouldn't be surprising in the least. So, And that's not counting the movies. I mean, at least there's a dedicated Naruto channel on there. You know, at least there's Oh, my there. gosh. 
I mean, I, last time I watched Pluto TV, I was sitting there watching episode. I was watching the new uh, Saint Seiya. Yeah, and Santa Mary says, when I search, I get Cyborg 009 and Vampire Princess Miyu. Wow. Oh my gosh, both series that I wanted to cosplay from. Like, for real, for real. I remember you mentioning something about that, Miyu. I kind of remember that. I, yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, um, <laughs> I, I definitely love this walk down uh, memory lane. Um, I remember my first fan art that I sold at a an, at anime con art auction when those were a thing <laughs> was a vampire princess Miu fan art. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> now, 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 now that we've gone down this now this, this memory lane, let's get back into the main lane because I need you to tell these people what's what happened to the arson sus the kill on the arson suspect fucker. Yes, yes. Um, okay. So I know that we had that sad story and horrible story of the arson that happened at Kyo Anime. Um and I just wanted to give you guys an update because we've been following that story pretty much along its timeline as much as we can within our within our reason. Um the Kyoto Animation arson suspect is to be indicted on murder and other charges. The suspect declared is as mentally competent um, when previously he was trying to get tried as mentally incompetent and is thus able to be criminally liable for the attack, according to Kyoto News. The suspect behind the arson attack on Kyoto Animation will be indicted on murder and other charges on Thursday... Uh, according to Kyoto News, and the attack, which curl occurred on July 17, 2019, took the lives of 36 employees, including the disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya director Yasuhiro Takemoto, animator Yoshiji Kigami, chief animator animation director of free of the free franchise Futoshi Nishi, Nishiya, sound euphonium character designer Shoko Ikeda, and many more. 35 people who were inside the building at the time were also injured. Uh, the suspect, 42-year-old Shinji Oeba, was arrested by Kyoto Metropolitan Police on May 27th and is being held at the Osaka Police Detention Center after undergoing, undergoing treatment for third-degree burns, which I know we covered that he was in the hospital for. Um, but since he has recovered, police obtained a warrant for his arrest in October of 2019. Um uh, but waited until he could withstand confinement after experimental procedures were done with artificial skin grafts, which sounds like the start to a really horrible anime. Mm. Um, investigators with the persecutor's office, prosecutor's office, sorry, ugh, uh, and medical experts declared the suspect is mentally competent and thus he can be held criminally liable for the attack after examinations began in June. The Kyoto Animation Studio 1, the building that was attacked, was fully demolished in April. Um, we did talk a little bit about this, how they didn't want it to become a tourism hub because it was in a residential neighborhood in Japan. Um, and Kyoto Animation President Hideaki Hata uh, told Crunchyroll News in July that there were no plans currently for new constructed memorial on the site, nor a replacement for the studio. So that is a confirmation of stuff we talked mm. about earlier where they apparently will not be doing a memorial site or a replacement for the studio. I know we kind of uh, talked in depth about what might be put in that place. Um, but honestly, if this gives the involved parties who were harmed closure, that to me means more than a memorial site could ever bring. 
and the fact that he's getting prosecuted to the full extent of the law for his crimes and that he can't try to trick the system or trip the system in any way. Um, I definitely appreciate the that fact. And I hope that these families and the victims find their closure. Good. That's all I gotta say is, good. Bring him to justice and just keep it rolling. But to get back on a bit of a positive thing, uh, Sita Berry, who's coming out to be Anime Jam Sessions MVP, Princess Nine is on Crunchyroll. I thought so. Because here's the <laughs> thing. When ADV folded, the licensing went to like, Sentai Filmworks, Funimation, and I think Section 23 and Nozomi Entertainment because Sentai Filmworks is like the new ADV films or something like that. I still don't even know why it's split. I mean, there's a brief explanation on the wiki, but I'm like, there's got to be more than that. So, you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll just, anyhow, we'll, we'll keep that going. Because, because we mentioned Funimation, and we've all seen this happen. It was originally Sony that was going to buy Crunchyroll, but, I mean, yeah, Sony. But it seems that Funimation has bought Crunchyroll. I don't think anybody saw that coming, per se. So, honestly, I'm not. I'm not going to go into the full details of this. I'm just going to give you basic, basically, a summary. It's basically Funimation's global group that has acquired Crunchyroll, and that's basically what it comes down to. And if you're wondering where that money came from, it's probably the money that Crunch that uh, Funimation was sitting on when Sony acquired like 95% of the company. But I'm guessing at this point, I think Sony basically owns Funimation lock, stock, and barrel at this point. Because the way they have this figured out, it would be the only way more or less you could do it, you know? Yep. Yeah, Bonds of Six says, yeah, the buyout is complete under Funimation. Sony Sony gave them the money. Yeah, basically. And now people are complaining that that now Funim that the quality of the dubs are going to fall, are going to go to shit. People are complaining Sony is going to censor and so forth. You gotta understand, there is censorship within Sony, but that's Sony Interactive Entertainment with gaming consoles and so forth. Sony Picture Entertainment has nothing to do with that. They're doing their own thing, even though it's still under the same conglomerate. It's a different company. I was hyped for, you know, Crunchyroll being part of AT&T because they can move that entire backbone onto AT&T's network because, let's be real, Crunchyroll's network is pretty shitty and dilapidated as it is, you know. Instead of putting the money into building up their network infrastructure. They were taking trips to Lake Tahoe and stuff like that, you know, priorities. But now I have a feeling what's going to happen is Crunchyroll's net network infrastructure is going to probably be powered by, by Akamai or Akamai, or however you want to pronounce it. It's the same infrastructure that powers uh, PlayStation now. I see that happening. I can also tell you this right now. Funimation and Crunchyroll will continue to operate as two separate entities. Some are saying, well, because of this, VRV is going to work together. But I don't think that's going to happen because I think VRV is Warner Brothers. So that's just, that's something totally different. 
Bob Coffee says, I think Sony will use funny for dub content and crunchy for subs. No, I don't see that happening. I see um what I see happening is the um can't believe I put this thing backwards. No, what I see happening is the fact that um the agreement they originally had, I see that coming back into play. And I do see there could be an updated app. Do not be too surprising if the if the if they roll out a new Crunchyroll app and it looks almost like the Funimation one. I've seen things like this happen. Like if you remember like when, when Circuit City died out and came back as a web only site, it looked like a mirrored version of the Comp USA site, which looked like a mirrored version of the Tiger Direct and Systemax websites. It's just a different name, but it still rolls across the board, so it's absolutely ridiculous. But Right now, just sit down, just sit back, wait, right, let's just see where it goes. Personally, I don't see it as an issue. They just need to fix the network infrastructure and fix the app. Then I won't complain. Hmm. Anywho, Mako-chan, I apologize for skipping you. Yeah, I'm used to it. Aww. Let's give, let's give Mako-chan a great big hug. Every, group hug. Group hug. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> anyway. Too late. You already got the host virtually hugging you, and you're going to see virtual hugs coming from the people in the chat room. Uh, whatever. Anyway. Um, so for those that don't know, Disney went, um, they usually do this huge, you know, thing every year where they... You know, just like everybody else, they announce what's coming out. They announce, you know, new things. So their big thing this past Thursday was basically to announce everything that is coming to Disney Plus, um, to announce the new Marvel that's coming out. Well, one of the things that they announced was that they have 10 new projects for Star Wars. Um, because, you know, Star Wars makes money and Disney owns Star Wars mm -hmm. and Disney likes money. Yep. But one of the things they announced, which they didn't really go into as it's still in development, is called Star Wars Visions. And what this is going to be is an original series of short anime films that are set in the Star Wars universe. And it's going to be with the quote-unquote world's best Japanese anime creators. And they will be attached to the project. It's going to be launching 2021, but that's basically the only details we have. Um, Star Wars is very popular all over the place. It's very popular in Japan. There are, you know, various incarnations of the star wars universe in japan so to see that there are going to be quote unquote the world's best japanese anime creators working on you know these little kind of short films in this universe and that they're going to be done on something like disney plus is actually kind of cool um just because we don't tend to get a lot of that crossover uh with 
series like this. Um, they're usually only licensed in the country that they are completed in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't really have a lot of official translations or anything like that. So it'll be nice to actually see these anime creators working on something in the Star Wars universe, probably in their own styles. So that'll actually be kind of neat to say. It kinda... Maybe like, oh, sorry. I was going to say maybe like an Animatrix kind of feel. To That's it. what I was getting. Mm-hmm. I was about to make I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or like an I Love Robots kind of vibe mm-hmm. where, yep. it, or, or what is it? Yeah, it's from Netflix. Yep. Yeah. So, Love, Sex, and Robots. That's what it was. I've been, um, I have to I check that, that out eventually. I think that would be But then, would it be canon, though? <laughs> I know that that's if it's, something if it's that... being If it's being done through Disney, by Disney, yeah. I would assume so. Um, I know that the, the items that ended up becoming not canon ended up being basically the the books um and then yeah. and that's basically because it like they had the rights to write these stories but it wasn't really out of the i guess the 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 licensors yeah and i remember that i remember that i mean that happens that happens quite often in series like this uh especially like um like supernatural supernatural has um the tv series it has an anime it has books Mm -hmm. um the books are not technically canon to the series thank you Um, kathleen kennedy yeah so the books are not technically canon to the series. Um, there are certain things that are mentioned between the two of them, but the books are written by, you know, completely different people, but they're allowed to use the characters yeah, it's and the settings. Yeah, it's like sub-licensed. So, right. I mean, that makes sense to me. Inherently, sometimes I feel like what happens with a lot of these fandoms is that these licensed the licensees kind of are exercising an idea of like maybe theorizing the lore or like creating a world based on the world of whatever fandom is established. Yeah, almost like a parody world. Yeah, like a parody world or like a cross-dimensional world. Like something that could exist in the same timeline in the same space, but not alongside the same characters. Mm -hmm. And again, this is something that happens quite often in japan um Mm -hmm. look at series uh like um attack on titan where they have you know you have the main series and then you have these series where they're oh they're teens or they're in high school or they play baseball um so they're they're basically able to use the characters in the situations but it's just completely you know alternative universe Well, now, before before we continue, let's see if this will go through. I have some breaking news that's probably going to put a grin, a smile on Mako-chan's face. Oh, God, what? We are getting a live-action Yu Yu Hakusho series on Netflix. 
Yeah, I heard about that. I don't know how to feel. And that, that's all I have to say. We'll have more details about this, uh, most likely on next week's episode, which is our final episode of the year, and so forth. And for the record, uh, Ichigo, I have not been waiting to use that soundbite. I went looking to see if I actually had it still. <laughs> Because I, I was like, I was like, he looks really chuffed about something. No, because I was hyped. I was hyped about this soundbite. No, I, I was more hyped about the about, about the announcement per se. You know, there was oh, okay. another breaking news sound effect I had, but I don't have it anymore. But I have this mm -hmm. one. So, well, um, other I guess breaking breaking news for our our fans of Sailor Moon. Um, if you've been keeping an eye on the NHK World Super Poll mm. uh, of of favorite characters, um, you might be surprised with what's in store. Sailor Moon Super Poll crowns Sailor Uranus as fan favorite. Well, they aren't wrong. Not even the champion of love and justice could defeat Super Sailor Uranus in the NHK's latest mega poll. The formal rival, the English motherfucker, do you speak it? Try not I, to. I know <laughs> it's overwhelming. I mean, Haruka just like Whoa! the fumes, girl. The former rival of the Sailor Guardians and lover and partner of Sailor Neptune, not cousins, damn it, has quite Aww. a few positive points to her name. <laughs> She's an an accomplished pianist professional race car driver, track athlete, and owns a helicopter. In the end, it may have been her indomitable coolness that led to the guardian of the heavens, the guardian of the heavens, to the top. Wow, I can't pronounce those blessed words, but I can do indomitable. That, mm, English. Hmm? Just behind Super Sailor Uranus is Sailor Moon, followed again by Sailor Uranus's civilian form as Haruka Tenno. I'll refrain from too many Uranus Usaga Haruko sandwich comments. Mm -hmm. uh, Uranus is voiced by Megumi Ogata, who is also known for her roles as Shinji Ikari in Neon Genesis Evangelion, Makoto Naegi in Danganronpa, Yukito in Cardcaptor Sakura, and recently the ghost Hanako-kun in Toilet-bound Hanako-kun. Mm. Ogata responded to the results on Twitter, Good morning, it's cloudy in Tokyo. And uh, the results of the NHK's polls totally upends the usually accepted popularity ranking for the long-beloved series of Sailor Moon, Sailor Venus, Sailor Mars, and Sailor Jupiter, which were all popular during the series' original television run, according to the characters' polls in Animage magazine. Um, but we know from NHK's earlier released interim results that most of those characters didn't even make the top ten. Mm. Instead, there seems to be more favoritism for the Guardian's civilian forms, Minako Aino, ranked number four, followed by Mamoru's one-time love rival, Koseya, um, Michiru Kairo, Kayo, sorry, and uh, is ranked number six, and Makoto Kino is ranked number eight. Amy made it in at number nine, and Fish Eye was the highest ranked villain at vil hmm, villain at number eleven. Lord have mercy on my Fish my wording is a very pretty fairy. Mm. Yes, that's all of I course, gotta say about that. 
<laughs> the poll wasn't limited to just characters. The NHK also let viewers decide their favorite songs and episodes, and the results in those categories were less shocking. With D-A-L-I, or Dali's rendition of the series' opening theme, Moonlight Densetsu, coming in first place, mm. although maybe choosing a bunch of tragic deaths as the best episodes is a little dark, guys. Uh, the second in the song results was Otome no Policy by Yoko Ishida. It's one of my favorites. And the tenth in that one... Uh, Moon Pride, which is the mm, Sailor Moon Crystal opening, came in at number nine. And Ginga Ichimibun Chigai na Kataomoi uh, by Shiho Niyama is uh, Kusaya. It came in in tenth. The number one episode result was uh, the number one result was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor Moon R, the movie. And the second was Death of the Sailor Guardians, the tragic final battle from season one. Number 10 was Dying Stars, Yonanus and mm. Neptune's last stand from season five. So, yeah, uh, that that is where the NHK polls ended up, guys. Well, now, that, that's that's all I got to say. Mm. Well, at least Binako ranked that in the top five. That's all I, for me, that's all I really care about. Because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't help it to be Minako's best senshi. That's a really weird way to say Makoto. <laughs> weird flex, but okay. I'm just gonna sit over here and hype that Amy made the top ten. Yay! Wait, Ichigo, I thought you were a, a Makoto fangirl. Honestly, I probably was an Amy fan before I was a Makoto fan, but I uh, like Makoto. Okay, all right. And somewhere, I can hear Ari going, yay, because you mentioned Ami, because that, that's his that's his favorite senshi. We also have some folks fighting it out in the chat. Hooray. <laughs> yes, definitely some more Mars love should be had in the chat. Um, and then Bob Coffee also saying, that is a weird way to spell Amy. Um, yes, no, see, I, no, I, see, I agree, no. Bob. It's very strange. Uh, no, I like what Santa Berry said. Dark Mercury is still horribly underrated. Yo, that was one hell of a flex in PGSM. Yo. That was definitely a really fun character arc for her. Mm -hmm. No, it was. I think it was really awesome for one of the those live-action series to kind of delve more. She's always kind of considered this background character, even though in the original version of the manga, she was supposed to be, like, a cyborg and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that they really brought with her was, like, her super smarts and a few of her other talents. And it's like, oh, my goodness. And we also have <laughs> Sailor Luna was a bit of an abomination, not gonna lie. Okay, 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 all right, okay. Sailor Luna was was freaking awesome. All right, look, I no, wait, hold on. I like Luna in her human form. I thought she was very cute. Okay, Sailor Luna was cute. I mean, it was a little overplayed. I honestly think Sailor Luna could have been a little bit older, but the fact of the matter is when she was in her human form, you have to admit, she was putting the inners in their place half the time. You know? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. She was like, she was like, 
Yeah. She was like doing what Pluto should have done, yes. but couldn't do. You know, she was playing that particular right. Honestly, I would have to say if I had to give you guys my favorite scouts, mm-hmm. it I would have to say it's Chibi Chibi, Mercury, Jupiter. And those would be my top three, I think. So what are you guys? Well, we already know Rama, but yes, Rama, your top three. Give them to me. Oh, okay. Honest, Senshi, or, or, or everybody all together? Uh, just the three top Senshi. All right. Venus is number one. Uh, obvious. <laughs> I would have to say... Obvi. Say what? I said Obvi. <laughs> obvi, Obvi, <Yeah>. Obvi. <laughs> I would have to say uh, Neptune is number two. Mm. Yeah. And number three, um, I, I I honestly don't know. I'm gonna say if I had to have to have a fallback, it would have to be Moon because for the longest time I was a fan of Moon and Venus, and that meter switch flipped to Venus after watching PGSM and seeing how much of a bitch Minako was. I'm like, <laughs> Minako is such a bitch in PGSM. I like that. Mako, what are your top three? Uh, Jupiter is number one. Mm. Pluto is number two. And I don't know, number three changes. It depends on, you know, the arc and everything that I'm watching. Uh, Sometimes it is Mercury and sometimes it is Neptune. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, they both, to me, have very similar paradigms of personality. Mm -hmm. So I could definitely see... Especially because, like I said before, Neptune is another one of those characters where you kind of get to know her, but you don't get to know her as deeply as I feel like you could. And Mercury and Neptune are kind of, to me, two sides of a very similar coin. Um, I I, I love Neptune's attitude. mm -mm -mm. And basically, she just doesn't give a crap what anybody (laughs) thinks about her. Yeah. Uh, But, like, my OTP is Jupiter and Mercury because they're adorable together. Yeah, they're very cute little like like ship. I've I've seen that a lot, like friendship or romantic ship or whatever people go into. Um, I do I do love Saturn. Um, I I would say she's probably in my top five. I'm looking at our our chat here at uh, Twitch.tv slash Anime Jam Session, and we have Siadabiri with Jupiter, Saturn, Yay Capricorn, and Star Healer. So some star stars and she love. Um, Mars, Pluto, and Saturn for Kurohikari-chan. And uh, if we're going for PGSM, again from Siadabiri, he'd probably go Jupiter, Mercury, and Mars. But yeah, definitely uh, definitely need some more Mars representation because she is a very strong character. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys with all your input. And uh, thanks for participating. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, I, I think we're kind of done here which for that part. And Santamiri, to reference back to what he says about about why Minako was such a bitch because she was dying. Well, well, yeah, we found out later, and I think it was some type of terminal cancer, a brain tumor, or something like that, but still. Very little time to whip the team into, into shape, but yeah. So, I think we're at the part of the show where, you know, y'all kind of, why just react? Me more than react to anybody else. Meanwhile, in Japan, 
Uh, we have four articles. We're going to grab three. We'll probably save the next one for next year. So, which one are y'all taking, ladies? Don't everybody scream at once. I Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind. I'll take any of the ones you guys don't take. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'll take the last one because I'm, I'm legitimate. I'm greatly amused by it. Uh, I'll take the second one. Surprise. I will take the first one then. I was going to take the first or the third one, but I can definitely, I'll happily lead us off uh, with Go some elderly people hijinks from Japan. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't us guys. Um, so yeah, if you find yourself uh old and with elite hacker skills, um definitely you might not find yourself in this situation, but an elderly Wakayama woman is arrested for hacking her local supermarket's self-checkout. Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to post this in the chat so our lovely listeners can read along with me. But a senior turned computer fraud to get a discount on her eggs. Bit by bit, self-checkout systems have been popping up in Japanese convenience stores and supermarkets over the past few years. With these developments, some have worried whether the rapidly aging population here would be able to adapt to the new technology. However, it seems some have adapted to them so well that they've used it to enter a life of electronic crime. <laughs> <laughs> this was the case for one unidentified 83-year-old resident of Kainan City, Wakayama Prefecture, who now faces charges of computer fraud. <laughs> when self-checkouts were installed in her local supermarket, the savvy shopper noticed that it scanned the half-price sticker on her item and automatically deducted the price. Realizing that the sticker alone was the key to making that particular scanner give her a 50% discount, she simply peeled one off another product and stuck it onto something else she was going to buy. Ooh! The thrill of cybercrime took a hold of her, and she did it again and again on future visits to the supermarket. However... On the 4th of December, at approximately 6.50 p.m., she was pulling off her most daring heist yet. Mm. <laughs> Affixing a half-off sticker to a carton of eggs valued at 246 yen, roughly $2.40, when suddenly a security guard apprehended her at the checkout. Unbeknownst to her, the manager of this supermarket was very thorough with checking the sales records and noticed that items were being sold at a discount which shouldn't have been. <laughs> By the time she was ready to pull the egg job, he had already stationed guards to monitor the self-checkouts and catch anyone in the act. After being turned over to the police, the woman admitted to her crimes, both past and present, mm. that totaled three incidents, which, based on her most recent caper, <laughs> must have resulted in upwards of 500 yen, or $4.80 in damages. Such large heists this criminal on the 6th of december she was released on her own reconnaissance and currently awaits formal charges to be pressed against her readers of the news condemned her actions but also couldn't help but be impressed with her ingenuity seriously those stickers work no matter what barcode they're used with 83 year olds 
pretty late to go bad. She probably wasn't poor either and just wanted the discounts. I never even knew those stickers worked at the self-checkouts. You can use those stickers at self-checkouts? I'm always embarrassed when the clerk announces it. Computer fraud at 83? Who knew you could put the half-off stickers on whatever you want? Of course, as this woman found out the hard way, being able to put the stickers on whatever item you want doesn't mean you should do it. Considering her age, the small monetary damage, and the fact that she cooperated with the authorities, she's probably looking at a suspended sentence wherein she must keep her distance from self-checkouts. However, if things continue as they are, that might be a big inconvenience in the near future. You know, that reminds me of the memes I was seeing. Not memes, but like t- the tweets about people going to Walmart to get the PlayStation 5 through the self-checkout. And I remember somebody said that, and then someone showed, and it was somebody from Walmart replied back with a comment of like the Undertaker. Oh, just so you know, our security guy will be checking your receipt. Who? So Brad, who looks like the Undertaker or something like that? Shut this guy down. <laughs> I like um in our chat here, <laughs> the Twitch channel. Oh, an anime jam session. Uh, it extreme couponing Wakayama edition. <laughs> And to be fair, what they do during the latter part of the afternoon is on a lot of their prepared foods in Japan, they'll mark stuff down. So these these coupons aren't hard to find if if you're looking. But 10 out of 10 would not recommend trying what she was doing. Yeah, no, that, that's a very bad thing to do. Yes, it is. Alright, next up. That would be me. Speaking of uh, silly things in supermarkets. (laughs) So, in April of 2018, a 35-year-old man stopped in a supermarket in Tokyo. Uh, However, as he was walking along, he accidentally slipped on a piece of pumpkin tempura. Like most tempura foods, this kind of deep-fried pumpkin is incredibly oily, so stepping on it, he ended up slipping and falling. The slip caused light injuries to the man's leg, including a bruised right knee. In the outset of the accident, the supermarket gave the man about $575, but he filed a lawsuit anyway, claiming that it wasn't enough to compensate all of his treatment, as well as his pain and suffering. Mm. So he then um, demanded $13,400 from the parent company of the supermarket. Um, And that has finally come in front of a judge in the Tokyo District Court. So on December 9th, a ruling was made, but uh, probably not in the way that most people would think. While the judge explained that on one hand, the store has a responsibility to ensure a safe environment and making sure that things are cleaned and, you know, put away, that um, since the tempura is packed by shoppers themselves using tongs, the likelihood of somebody dropping the piece is high and thus the supermarket should have taken appropriate measures to address anything that had fallen. On the other hand, it was a customer who dropped the pumpkin instead of an employee, so technically they aren't directly to blame. Furthermore, 
the man himself was deemed to have demonstrated partial negligence by not noticing the following foodstuffs, which was made carefully clear due to the um, considerable size of the pumpkin piece and the color, which was in contrast with the color of the flooring. So what the judge ended up dueling, doing was ruling that both parties bore some responsibility mm-hmm. in the accident. So the man ended up receiving less than half of what he demanded, about $5,555. This is a very typical you know, type of thing in Japan where the ruling actually thinks out this whole thing. Um, but they're also less common because people in Japan tend to take responsibility for their own misfortunes. So um, the netizens were actually uh, largely angry with the verdict and sided almost unanimously with the supermarket. Mm. Um, Basically stating that, you know, why isn't, you know, one of them is, what about the customer who dropped it? Why is the supermarket being punished for the customer's actions? And you have to remember this being Japan, the census would be that the person that dropped the piece of food would, you know, not neglect to pick it up, that somebody would have picked it up if they had dropped it, at least just to throw it away. Um, so a lot of these people are actually very upset that the store ended up having to pay it all. And again, this is, you know, this is the culture that you're dealing with in Japan, um, where people take responsibility for the things that they do. Um, you're talking about, you know, people that go into stores and, you know, the, the, they, yeah, it's just, it's, it's one of those where, you know, people are actually kind of nice to retail workers. Um, and because of that, retail workers try to take care of their store. Um, they try to take care of the people that shop in their store because one, they're actually paid a, a decent wage. And two, most of the uh, stores like this are local. So you get a lot of local people in there. Um, so you do end up kind of knowing everybody that comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have something like this and actually have somebody sue the store and the corporation and all of that is actually really, really um, not heard of whereas you know someplace like here if somebody had fallen and they sued the store the store would have settled for an enormous amount of money just because that's what we're used to here fair yeah makes sense all right now we get into our final story, you know, and, and, and I, I understand the guy's pain because I have lost merch over the years, but I don't think I've ever would ever go this far. It seems that an idol otaku was arrested for a bomb threat after his idol t-shirt gets burned. So here's the thing, when you put out your trash in Japan, you have to be conscious of what you're putting out on burnable garbage day. 
in Japan they have a they have a system for recycling and so forth. Basically, you have to sort your glass, plastic, metal, paper, and so forth, and you have stuff for burnable trash. And what you put out for burnable trash, most likely you're not going to get it back. Case in point, Takahiro Tsutsumi, a 45-year-old idol otaku living in Ashia, which is in the Hyogo Prefecture. Like him, as well as other idol singer fans, Tsutsumi has bought merch from his favorite artists. We've all done that. Now, back in early October, he threw out a t-shirt from one of his favorite groups on Burnable Trash Day, only later to try to reclaim it. He figured out that his home burnable trash got taken to an incineration center in Osaka City's Nishiyodogawa district. And he called there and tried to find out where his shirt. And he basically said, return my shirt that I threw away. And he and when when he called and told him that, the person on the other line said, It's already gone, man. It's burned, it, it it's gone. And, and I, I can understand the pain. We've probably heard something like that. And we were either ready to explode or just accept the fact. But not this guy. He just stewed in his own juices of anger about it. So what did he do? On December 1st, he went on social media and posted the following. The Nishiyodogawa Incineration Center will explode in two hours. For the most part, most people will just shrug it off like he's joking or whatever. But given what has happened since the Kyoto Arson, Kyoto Animation Arson attack, threats like that are being taken very seriously, even if you are joking. So when that hit social media, the location was evacuated. The, authority, they, the authorities were contacted and they traced the message on social media back to him. And when they went to his place, they didn't find anything that was th saying that he would, he would make an explosive and blow the place up. Basically, he's just a salty idol fan making an idol threat. So, he was arrested on charges of forced obstruction of business activities. We do not know what was the turn of events that caused uh, Tsutsumi to go from throwing the t-shirt in the trash on burnable garbage days, no less, to wanting it back so badly he threatened to blow the place up? He might have tossed it by accident. Or maybe he felt like one of the idols had broken his heart and he wanted to cut ties, only for his infatuation to recover the next day. Either way you look at it, his stupidity serves as a reminder to all of us not to make threats of large-scale violence and also think twice about it if we're really ready to part with whatever we're putting out in our burnable trash. Yes. So make sure that you're going through your favorite stuff if you don't want anymore. You should actually put stuff you're not sure you don't want anymore in a separate pile and let it sit there for a while and think about it. And once you figure out you really want to get rid of it, go right ahead and toss it. But instead of tossing it, take it down to Goodwill or Salvation Army. Pay the fandom forward. That's how I say it. And on that note, I think it's time to wrap up the show. Agreed. Yes, indeed. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so forth. 
We're independent bloggers, we're independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you we like and don't like, we basically mean that. So definitely come around to anime uh, if you have any questions, ideas, suggestions, and so forth. Drop us a line at um, podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We are here to believe you. Check out our website, which is aptly named AnimeJamSession.com, where you will find our weekly podcast, anime reviews, uh, convention reports, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, editorials, and a whole lot more. And that's at AnimeJamSession.com. And find us on podcasting sites. There are over We have over 480 episodes, over nearly 10 years of podcasts. Pick one and start flowing with it and check it out. You can find us on any aggregation software that does it. Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. And, you'll, and you will find our show. And don't forget to find, follow us on social media. YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. YouTube for our convention coverage. Uh, Twitter for when we're going live. And links back to our website. Facebook for convention photos and other cool stuff that's floating around on our fan page. And to everybody that follows us on social media, thank you so much. We could not do this show without you. We appreciate the love. And down below, we have links to our tip jars. Uh, Streamlabs.com slash Anime Jam Session. Ko-Fi.com slash Anime Jam Session. And right through right through Twitch. Uh, bits, you know, we appreciate that. Any money that comes in through here, we go and reinvest into the website and other cool stuff. And TheoX75, thank you. I actually went out and got a brand new mixer, so this is really cool. So, we're going to go around the room and get last words going. Last words, Mako-chan. I am baking this weekend. Uh, I am making my uh, traditional uh, set of cookies. So, I will have rainbow cookies very, very shortly. I was going to say, baking or baking? <laughs> no, I don't have anything to bake with, so mm. I'm baking. Okay. Last words, Ichigo. I guess I'm bot smashing tonight. Good night, guys. Mm. My last words. I, I, I'm going to test the old mixer and see how that plays through, but I might just keep this new one because Theo says the audio is really good, so I don't want to mess things up. Also, more anime and Borderlands, I suppose. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. It'll be our quote-unquote drunken Christmas special. Um, we'll either be playing some Jackbox, or we'll just go through some a round table of anime Christmas stuffs and just call it a day. And then we'll be going on break, and we will be back... Um, I would say January 12th, uh, 2021. We don't do those like year in review shows or anything like that. We'll just jump right in and we'll just tell you important stuff that you have missed over the last three weeks while we were gone. So that's basically it. So that, that, that's... I can't think of anything else. So I think... We're going to go ahead and just get the heck up on out of here because I think we're done and everybody else is a little tired. So, yeah. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gummy. And Ari will be back next week. 
Um, hopefully, either Wild Spice Cosplay will be joining us or Koi will be joining us. We'll figure things out as we roll along. So, that is it. End of list. I'm out of here. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Sleep tight. <sighs> Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. That's it. Perfect. We're getting out of here. See you all next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!